Welcome to episode number 105 of Take Him With You for February 6, 2011, Super Bowl Sunday. Today we're going to be talking about the end of the world. Ooh, should we be worried about it? Find out next on Take Him With You. Of a different take on the old cheap trick song. What do you think, Aim? I like Allie. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Catherine, Catherine's has some of Allie and AJ's, their sisters, some of their music. I don't yeah. think they're sisters. Yeah, Allie and AJ are sisters. Are you sure? Yeah, they have the same last name. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought they were just friends. No, they've done movies together, too. Oh, well, anyway, there you go. That that was their song from uh, Band Slam. Of course, you know I I like that movie. It's kind of fun. It's we already cute, talked about it though. So cute movie. Sure. Anyway, today we're also going to talk about uh, our dog and cat wars. Um, new show called Harry's Law. Um, Catherine's driving. Yeah, yeah. I've given her three lessons now. Been working on the Martians Are Here podcast and a new parody song. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk all about that right after this. Oh, of course, the big subject today is the end of the world. I just dropped my mouse. I can't stop the recording. <laughs> I just fell off. That was that sound that dropped in the... That was... The, the mouse is coming to its end, maybe. No, it just fell off the counter. It's here. The follow-up release to my Stargazer music project, M.W. Orbit. The short story and musical journey of an artificially intelligent probe launched by NASA to explore the Milky Way galaxy. Greetings. I am M.W. Orbit from the planet Earth. Is there anyone there? CD Baby.
songs of exploration in not only the universe, but in human emotion and discovery from the perspective of a small robot probe named M.W. Orbit. The short story and musical journey. Get your copy today at mw-orbit.com. People can get their own copy of MW right off of iTunes or Amazon, or they can buy a CD off of CD Baby and. People buy them, please. <laughs> yeah, there's MW Orbit, and there's also Stargazer. It's on all those places, too. Yeah, but uh, MW is the newest thing that's out, and uh, mm-hmm. it'd be nice if if you have it in your heart to uh, buy some cool music. Uh, we could use the help, and uh, and we need to sell some CDs. Yeah, pay back our investment and maybe make a dollar or two. Maybe. That would be great. <laughs> At this point, it's not looking like that, but you never know. Yeah, we need to get out and market it, though. If, if you guys know of anybody that has, like, a, a big, um, what do you call it, observatory in their neighborhood or <coughs> a science kind of store or something like that, that. If you can think of somewhere, to, some place in your area that might particularly carry my type of electronic mm-hmm. music, well, then let us know. Email us. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com or Amy at TakeHimWithYou.com. Let us know, and we'll get in contact with that store and uh, maybe send you the product, and you can take it over to them and put it in the store for us, which would be really cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or you could just buy a bunch yourself and sell them to your friends or whatever you want to do. I give them as birthday gifts. I give discounts to people that want to buy like a, a few of them at mm-hmm. a time. They just get a hold of me at that email address, and I can make you a deal. Mm-hmm. So lots has been going on this last week here at the Moyer household. Oh, kind of craziness. I it started out on Monday taking Catherine down to getting her driver's ed signed up. And then on Tuesday. You took her to her driver's ed signed up? Take her to get signed up for her driver's school, driving school. Yeah. So Monday she got signed up for driving school. Tuesday we drove about a half an hour away and she got her learning permit, driver's permit, to learn to drive. Now, here in the state of Washington in the United States, um, they have to be 15 before they can get a driver's permit. Mm-hmm. And then on Wednesday, before I let her behind the wheel, I called our insurance to make sure they had all the information they needed to make sure she could be on our policy as she's learning. Oh, guess what? I have good news. Okay, what's your good news? We saved 30% by switching to Geico. Yeah, that's who I called. I know. But anyway, we're not giving them I had a commercial, to say that. but we saved probably more than Switch 30%. to Geico, it's way better. Well, at least for us it has been. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, they were really good to work with. And then 
um, Wednesday and Thursday and Saturday, I took her out on driving lessons. And um, it Kath- was, Catherine, come here and tell us what you think of driving. She's she's clear on the other side of the house, so she doesn't hear us. Oh, guess we can talk about her. She won't ever know. She doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Probably not. Um, so what was it like? What was the difference between our kids and driving? Well, she got up to 45 miles an hour Say on what? Saturday on a back road. Great. But And she's doing really well. She's had some issues with turning. I may and, not want to hear any of this. Kind of being afraid to go very fast and had some issues turning. and But she's doing better and... She only almost ran into the house once. <laughs> that was kind of scary. Great. She accidentally put the gas on. Oh, she's probably boy. not going to, instead of the brake, she's probably not going to be glad that I told her. But that was only her second lesson. Her third lesson she did um, quite a bit better. Drove about, probably about um, eight miles hmm. on Saturday. Wow. I know. We'll see if I take her out tomorrow or not. Well, she was at a sleepover yesterday, so that must have been interesting. To drive, did she drive all the way from the sleepover home? Um, most of the way back we, in the back roads. She did all the back roads, and then when we went through the thriving metropolis of Montesano with one whole stoplight, um, she actually pulled over at the Moose Hall and let me drive through Montesano, and then. Well, that's good. You pulled over at the Moose Hall. Yep, and then did you we, have a drink or something before you came? To no, Arizona? and then when then when I got through town, you, I pulled over. Do you over have Moose Hall the, in your hometown? A Moose, a moose hall. hall. A Moose. What are they, they? They call it the Moose Family Center, Moose Lodge. So we don't have any moose around here. I don't know. Mooses? I mean, it's just a lodge. It's like we a, don't have any mooses. It's like a community center thing. Okay, all right. Yeah. So and they had a big parking lot. Kind of so like the eagles and the anything. elks. I think so. I'm not sure. But anyway, she just had a big gravel parking lot. So I just had her pull over in there. And then That's I drove good. through town. And then when we got to the um, Fish and Wildlife Department, we pulled in their driveway so we could change places again. And then she drove the back roads well, the rest of the way home. So not only did you get a driving lesson, but you got to see a moose and some fish and wildlife. Well, I didn't really see any of those except for maybe on the <coughs> on the signs. Well, anyway, so she's learning how to drive, and I personally have not been in the car with her yet, and you've recommended that I don't. I recommend you don't for a while. But in just a couple of weeks, she's going to have to go on her first drive in her driver's class, and Duh. they're going to be driving through Aberdeen and Hoquiam and Cosmopolis. So, so far, I'm just having her drive back roads where she can go 25 miles an hour without I just cracked my knuckles and you got did. nervous. Yeah, it's your nerves. You you crack your nose and your knuckles and stuff when Thanks. you're nervous. Thanks. Well, if we're talking about Catherine's driving, <laughs> see if if you went driving with her at this point, you wouldn't have any knuckles left by the time you got home. All people listening that do not have kids in driving age yet, wait till they get there. And this is our daughter, so it's it's been different. Um, yeah. But she's doing pretty good. She she did quite well today. Um, even though there are cars coming the other direction, she held it together, stayed in her lane. and I don't even want to hear about this. <laughs> Let's just not talk about this any longer. Okay. Other things have been going on in her house. You ready for this? Hey, Jade. She was resting. Come here. Come here. Guess what we have in our house. Come here. Come here. This is Jade. Say hello to everybody, Jade. We haven't taught her to speak. Nah, she barks once in a while, but she doesn't bark a lot, and that's okay. Our new dog has worked out pretty well. 
And the cats are getting along with her better. Mm, kind of. They're, they have an uneasy truce, but the cats all kind of ended up um, getting tired of hiding behind her beds and stuff. So yeah. they slowly wandered out and asserted themselves. Will she come over and lick your microphone? She's wanting to take a nap right now. All right, I guess we let her take a nap because she's hyper dog. She likes to play ball a lot. She would play ball or frisbee like all day if we would go out. And tomorrow she gets an operation. Yeah, I'm kind of sad about that, but... You you are not. You're the one that told me you didn't want puppies. Well, I don't want puppies, but I don't want her to be hurt, but it's like... Oh, they give them anesthesia. I know, but she'll they be sore They give them doggy for, downers. She'll be sore for a couple days. Yeah, well, that's what we thought about. What, what We had one cat fixed, brought it home, and it acted like it never happened. Yeah. Was it Miles? Yeah, Miles pretended he wasn't even sore. Yeah. So, go figure. I don't know. So hopefully Jade will recover quickly. Yeah, I hope so too. She Who's was... getting up early in the morning to take her? Oh, I just thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I guess, guess I just got elected to I take guess, the dog to the vet. I guess we both could if you want. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, we're enjoying our new dog, Jade. She's very fun. And you can see pictures of her on uh, our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Or even on the Take Him With You page, we have a picture of her as well. Mm-hmm. She's fun. Yeah, so what else has been going on in our house? Well, I've been working a bunch again, which is really good because I needed work. Yeah. I've been working on The Martians Are Here. I haven't been working as much, but it should pick up as the weather gets <coughs> nicer and I do more yard work. Well, that and people can pray that we get some more work for you. Mm-hmm. You've been doing a bunch of chores and errands and cleaning houses and doing yeah. all that kind of stuff. One so. of my one of my major clients moved into an assisted care, which was important that she do that. She needed more than my just two days a week helping sure, her. Sure, sure. But then that meant that was um, two days a week I'm not working. and So, yeah, I could use a couple more, three or four or five more clients. Yeah. So I've been working on the Martians Are Here podcast and uh, working on some new music for it. This one's kind of cool. You ready? This is a scene that's really cool. That's really cool. You like that? Good description. Really cool. Well, it's a scene where there's a clock and there's a timer on on one of the characters to figure out a puzzle. Mm -hmm. And so this is the music that I wrote for it. Very puzzling. And the clock's going. You like that? Suspenseful. Yeah. And it's kind of mellow at first. But then it heats up a little bit. Is it going to blow my ears off soon? Do I need to get ready for that? I don't think so. Okay. It's kind of the same thing. Just deeper, huh? Isn't that cool? Yeah. So anyway, thought I'd play a little bit of that for you. Let me see what else. I've been working on other stuff like, um, let me see. What's the other, uh, let me see. I have to You've been it. doing some web work. No, no. I, I mean, I've been working on some other stuff for the Martians are here. Oh, that kind of other stuff. Yeah, I'm just going to open up which scene it was. I can't remember what scene it was. 
But anyway, the big finale, it's chapter 33, and it's a big finale, and it's like two hours long, so it's going to take me a little bit longer to get it all done than um Well, and what people don't thought. realize is when you're talking like two hours, you're talking at least two weeks, if not three, probably to get it done by oh, the yeah, time to, you to, score all the music yeah. and... Um, Put all the sound effects and music. And okay, you got to hear this ending part. It's really cool. You ready? Okay. So there's this is a how do I I don't want to spoil it. So I'll just say that this is a scene where we incorporate the theme song of the Martians are here. Like that cool whistly sound. Mm-hmm. Very alien. Kind of cool, huh? Kind of seems like um, woodwinds. Like, is that a little bit like a flute? I don't know what it is. Like a, a wooden flute? It's just some weird setting on my keyboard. Mm-hmm. The ending's really cool, though. Here it goes. fun to listen to the background music mostly people are listening to the talking they don't ever pay attention to it if it's done right this is the end it's cool Pretty? Can I say pretty? I don't think it's pretty. Oh, I thought it was pretty. Pretty cool, maybe. <laughs> it's either really cool or pretty cool. Oh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so I've been working on that. So I've been very, very busy. And then I, I just got a new parody song done uh, for Rico Dosti's uh, Trex and Sci-Fi program. Hmm, is it one I've heard? Um, I don't know. It's all about, remember the Voyager episode in Star Trek where, um, it starts off and you, it's a snowy like climate and you see these two guys in like parkas and, and then all of a sudden they have their tricorders out and they say, we found it and it pans up and, and you go up above the ice planet and you look down and underneath the ice, you can see the outline of Voyager underneath the ice. Oh. Do you remember that one? Okay. It's the one where like, is it the one that Harry Kim is trying to go back? Or in back the in time to go back in time to save the save, save the Voyager. Voyager. Yes, it is. Did you say a minute ago you could see the Enterprise under the ice? Voyager is what I meant. Oh, okay. Just Voyager funny. under the ice. I, I did I so. say that? I thought you I should back it up and find out. Yeah, well, we'll find out. Jeez, what a faux pas. Well, anyway, I did a <laughs> a, a song all about it, and so I used the song by Foreigner. Okay. Cold as ice, remember? You're as cold Cold as ice. ice. And I did. You're encased in ice. (laughs) Encased in ice. And here it is. Okay. Just for your listening pleasure. May I introduce the next generation of instellar propulsion? The quantum slipstream drive. You're encased in ice. 
You're stuck in the ice from up above Kimmy gave some bad advice And someday he'll pay the price I know The glitch in the drive A dangerous stunt Harry's idea with the shuttle in front Buried in time, Harry wants it right got an idea. It's tricky, but I think it could work. What we need is someone in a shuttle to ride the rapids in front of Voyager. Yes. Voyager's encased in ice. The doctor, he helps with their plan. Can you Starship Challenger. You seem to be in quite a hurry. You could say that. Why don't you shut down those impulse engines, drop your shields, and let's talk about this face to face. Mind if I take a rain check? As a matter of fact, I do. You know what you're about to attempt, and you can't let that happen. So the Federation Council is willing to make you an offer. one did you do it while i was at work friday honey you were gone for like four hours this afternoon you just did that today yes you're amazing (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) i wasn't gone for four hours i was gone for like two more like four no yeah you were gone for a long time well i did go three at least three maybe three anyway i did visited with two friends and bought Bought food for the Super Bowl. 
Man, that has to cost a lot to get food for the whole entire Super Bowl. <laughs> well, for for us watching the Super Bowl well, commercials that anyway. Go, that didn't cost <laughs> as much, I guess. Yes. So, speaking of the Super Bowl, it is today. And, uh, you know, most of the time um, we, uh, well, we watch the Super Bowl, but, but basically we watch it for the uh, for the commercials. <laughs> no. So... If if we actually had a local team or something, we might get more excited. But we aren't really big football fans, so I don't even nah. really know who's playing. So don't be mad at me. I don't either. <laughs> I, uh, anyway. I'll watch. I'll find out uh, in a moment. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I'm going to make... I, I have these little cool... I know these aren't very healthy. Well, they aren't super bad well they're not the super good either but they're well they're super yummy but uh they're bacon bacon wrapped water chestnuts yeah so i got a can of water (coughs) chestnuts and we have some bacon and we'll wrap around it and then you put them in barbecue sauce and you bake them bake them in the oven until the bacon gets kind of crispy put a toothpick through them so you can pull them out and eat them they're really good yeah i'm not real thrilled about them but they're okay good yeah well, that'll be fun. And let's see, uh, last but not least, we have one more thing to talk about before we get into today's subject, and that mm-hmm. is uh, a new television show that we've been watching that we have actually been kind of enjoying. Yeah? And I can't remember what network has it. Do you remember? Mm, Andrew, can you remember what, what channel it's on? It's um called Harry's Law. You don't remember what channel it's on? I can't remember either. Yeah. Is, is it NBC? I can't remember. <clears throat> I could find out real quick. I could Google it. Let me find out real quick. But anyway, talk a little bit about the show. Really unique show. Well, it starts out in the pilot. Um, there's a middle-aged kind of lady who is bored doing her job. Copyright law. Copyright law. And she had this, like, breakdown of boredom or something. And she got fired, I think. Anyway, um... She ends up going to a bad part of a big city, like a really rough area, and opening a law practice there to help people. And she's kind of like a rough, um, she carries a gun, and and <laughs> she kind of is like the... Um, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. Well, she's, I'm trying to think of the name of the, the cowgirl, um... What are you talking about? Um, you know, like a a bad cowgirl kind of. Girl. <laughs> what? You know, like uh, something Annie or. What are you talking about? Uh, I don't. Anyway, she's kind of a tough, on the outside but soft on the inside kind of a. A lawyer. Lawyer, and so she ends up helping people. Well, because the funny part is. She finds a place in this really bad part of town that used to be a shoe store. Mm-hmm. And her assistant that helps her... Is really into fashion. And shoes. And so they open it up and the assistant um, doesn't tell her this. But when she shows up for work the next day, the assistant has turned it into Harry's Law and, and, sh- and Fine Shoes fine or something shoes like that. Or something, yeah. And so she sells shoes out of the lawyer's <laughs> office. It's pretty hysterical. Yeah. And then, and then from there, you know, all these different cases, people in the neighborhood come, come to intimidate her and she... Ends up working for them, and yeah. and doing good things for them, and mm-hmm. helping them out of bad situations. And anyway, we've we've seen what three episodes now, and for the most part, I mean, it's got its adult moments, but it's 
pretty enjoyable for a, for yeah. a new drama that's on. So it's kind of a comedy, but not. I mean, it's 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 not completely. It's it's by David Kelly. He's the one that did uh, all those other shows that we kind of enjoyed. What are the other shows? Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's done tons of different shows, huh. uh, and we've watched that. We've watched some of them. He's the guy that's done. Um, Boston Legal. We quit watching that. Yeah, it was a little bit crude. Uh, I think he did Actually, the the TV movie for Life on Mars, the law firm, Boston Public, The Practice. We used to watch The Practice all the time. He's the guy that. So he does a lot of lawyer movies or yeah, TV Allie shows. McBeal, um, just tons of different things that he's done. So comedy slash lawyer movie, yeah. Law- lawyer TV. Shows. I guess he made the Doogie Howser MD series as well in L.A. Law. Just tons of different things. He's he's yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So Harry's Law, we recommend you watch it and try it out and see what you think if you like uh, kind of quirky comedy shows. And who knows where it'll go from here? Because usually we love the shows when they first start, mm-hmm. and then oh, there's another one on USA called Fairly Legal that we've been enjoying quite a bit. And yeah. it's not as good as Harry's Law, but it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. And quirky. But you never know. Like, what we've noticed this, that we'll watch a show, and as time goes on, it just gets a little bit more on the edge, and mm-hmm. then a little bit more, and then pretty soon they like do like some shocking stuff. And then it's like, I don't know. For me, it just kind of cheapens it. And then pretty mm-hmm. soon it's like, well, what are they doing, trying to get ratings? Or what are they doing with this? I yeah. don't know. I know. It gets disappointing sometimes because... Like, I remember starting out watching a show about a girl who who um, helped on a horse ranch. And you think, oh, I love horse shows. You remember and, what that was called? Was it Wild at Heart? No. Wildfire. Wildfire, Wildfire or something. Something like that. And, it, and at first Starring it was. Starring that one really, girl, Genevieve, whatever her name was. At first it was really cute. And I was watching it with my daughter. And then it turned into like a bad soap opera and well they they made got... some pretty poor choices morally as far as yeah. sex and stuff like that and it wasn't really appropriate for well it, it wasn't the way we were raising our daughter yeah so we ended up not watching it very long you know unfortunately so. cuz it, w- it had some really good elements to it it had the lady from deep space 9 in it uh-huh. nana nana vister visitor visit vister or whatever her visitor. name is yeah, like she that. was the lady that starred in it as well. And mm-hmm. we liked it up until it just started getting to the point where it was like, you, you know. more soap opera Like how many Ten Commandments can you break in an hour? Well, that's yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And and although that might be great entertainment, it's we just that's not what we choose to entertain with. So Yeah. Anyway. So it can be challenging finding something that your whole family can watch. But so far, Harry's Legal has been... You know the other one? I think Harry's Law. Harry's Law. Harry's Legal. <laughs> the other Harry's one Legal. That, he turned 21. The other show that we've... And I think we've talked about it before, but um, The Middle. Oh, that's such a funny show. hilarious and yet, Ugh. you know, pretty family-orientated. It's well, it's totally like real life. That's why it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. So... The middle on uh, that's that on one. ABC, I think, on Wednesdays. Yeah, I'm not I am horrible at remembering what channel and very funny, on, but very very funny. Yeah. Okay, so there's our TV pick for the week. Now let's get on with our our show. Uh, we have a lot to talk about and a little bit to cover today. Well, our main subject today is all about the end of the world. Stay tuned. That's great. It starts with a. Snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself, turn world so its own needs 
talking about the end of the world you know um we were watching a program the other night this is what spurred this we were watching a show the other night on discovery channel some guy decoded or something i can't remember what his name is do you remember his name i can't remember his name but it was something decoded or something mm-hmm. or in times decoded or no it was the guy's name he has a oh. program that he does every week well anyway he has a staff of people that kind of go along and agree with him and are actors obviously mm-hmm. but uh, he was doing one on the end of the world the mayan prophecy and nostradamus and other different prophets and different people they actually took quotes from the bible too yeah and yeah. they use quotes from the bible and they talk to like a catholic priest and they talk to uh, some metaphysical guys and some new age mm-hmm. people and some gurus and stuff. And so they went about uh, trying to predict the end of the world when it was going to come. Mm-hmm. And so as we're watching the program, I'm kind of chuckling to myself because he's got these people that I think are just on the program to make you go, oh, he must be really, really awesome because mm-hmm. he, they must be hired just to go around with him. And whenever he says something to get scared or act like they're really concerned <laughs> Because he would he would say things he'd like read a, a quote from Nostradamus or something and 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 he'd go and that refers to this you know and they'd all go oh oh my gosh <gasps> you know I can't believe it and I'm thinking yeah. well that's not what it said to me when he said that you know it's just like very lot, open to a interpretation a lot of the things were very very vague and you know yeah I mean after something happens they can pull something out and say. Well, that kind of sounds like that. Well, did you notice the different reactions we had in our family over the program? For you and I, we sat there and kind of chuckled because it was, I was thinking, wow, this this is really out there because they have so many things that, there's so many questions that I want to ask them that they didn't answer. Mm -hmm. They just threw this stuff out there to make you scared, Mm -hmm. you know, and and just, you know, and those kind of programs are really made for that. But our daughter was watching and she was like, oh, I don't like this. We should turn it off because it was disconcerting. Is that the word? Disconcerting? Mm -hmm. Disconcerting? I don't know. Yeah. 
Anyway, it didn't go well with her, mm-hmm. and she didn't like it very much because it kind of seemed like it was doom and gloom and all this well, different stuff. I, I remember when I was in junior high, my Sunday school class read this book called The Late Great Planet Earth by Hal Lindsey. Oh, yeah. How, old Hal. And um, he was someone who um, came out of kind of the 70s Jesus People movement and all the last days movies they did, and mm-hmm. he wrote books about the end of times kind of stuff and you know it was kind of interesting as a junior high kid reading scriptures in the bible and then he would say well these locusts those refer to like today's helicopters and well i and, remember you know the, and yeah there's different things that were kind of interesting to oh, us i thought so when i was a teenager i i never i didn't grow up in a family that read the bible or anything but mm-hmm. i did have a bible that i looked at because i had watched that movie chariots of the gods mm-hmm. about ufos I don't know if I've ever watched it. Well, anyway, I mm-hmm. I got the uh, I got the Bible out and took a look and found all those different scriptures that talked about that sounded like you know describing Black Hawk helicopters and mm-hmm. missiles and spaceships. Well, how about and, how about when it talks about the Valley of Megiddo and it talked about special it had suits. special suits because like. That, because the bodies were contaminated and they yeah, and so had to burn all the bodies. Yeah, and so like nuclear war or something where everything was Right, radiation. so that's what fascinated me yeah. when I was a kid. You know, that was kind of the, ooh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We had an a interesting time reading about that. And if nothing else, it got, you know, a bunch of junior high kids reading the Bible. So that was cool, I Well, guess. I guess. But it, it, it wasn't it really... Did, well, I have to admit that it did help me when it come to know God and my and get into my faith. Because other than that, I really didn't have any introduction to... I mean, I, I went to... Like a couple times, I went to Sunday school as a kid with, with my neighbor. neighbor. Yeah. But for the most part, I had really no no upbringing in that and so mm-hmm. so this was fascinating to me so i guess it did get me to read the bible you're right yeah so Kinda i mean or no i mean not the whole bible just the parts <laughs> that i wanted to you know i i remember i remember my great aunt talked about aliens in the bible because in ezekiel it talks about this wheel within a wheel with like you know and mm-hmm. and there's lots of people said well those are like alien spaceships and well that and you know okay so the big movie comes out 2012 mm-hmm. Yeah, we reviewed it, and I, it I reviewed so it called Twenty Ten because I. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> <clears throat> like just about every catastrophe that could ever happen, you know, happens. And if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert! But uh, basically, you know, at the end, they find these arcs that are built to save to humanity, save and, all the animals, and, and the human humans, and everything, and all these certain people could yeah, go. Yeah, only and, you know, all the people that made them. Or supposedly not allowed on them, just like the dignitaries from around the world. And oh, it was really it stupid. It was really a bad. Well, bad anyway, movie. it predicted <laughs> they, they were going off this big thing about the Mayan calendar. Mm. The, okay, so the Mayans, uh, they they were saying on this TV program we watched that the Mayans were very accurate, and all the things that they had predicted had come true. But really, when you looked at it, even with Nostradamus and the Mayans, if you look at their predictions, only about half of them have come to pass, and those are even, really open to interpretation. Yeah. yeah. So you, you really, I'm probably less than that. So... When they make statements like that, generalized statements, it, it just kind of well, gets Well, I think even the people, people who who believe in Nostradamus as a prophet or whatever, seer or something, 
even they say only like 40 percent are have come true and well then and again have you ever are, read are any pretty, of this stuff it's really vague. out there it's but, kind but, of you know, like same, written in poetic stanzas it, and some of the like, same uh, things can be said though about our faith in christ there are there are a lot of people that say well christ he was a good guy and everything but he really wasn't a prophet he really didn't have you know prophetic insight but you know I think a lot of people sometimes will mix things up because they don't actually read the Bible for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they'll mix up what maybe the Bible says about something. Take like, something well, you hear context. somebody say, well, you know what the Bible says? God takes care of those who take care of themselves. That's, <laughs> That's not, not in the in Bible. <laughs> but they think it is because it, it got mixed into culture and everything yeah. like that. And the same thing goes for the end of the world. You'll see these guys on the street corners preaching, you know, hell, fire, and damnation and saying the end is near and all this stuff, different stuff. But how many of us have actually read what Jesus said about the end of the world? Well, I think we're going to today. <laughs> well, well, that's my point is yeah. why shouldn't, I mean, so that people can kind of get an, under, an understanding of why they might hear very strong opinions about where in the you've heard it said people have said we're we're in the end times we're in the times of revelation and you know and and there's a lot of debate that goes on about well, if we are or not what's interesting is you know we see some people that think they have all the eschatology figured out and that's just a fancy word was first like study of prophecy and end times right but they think they have it all figured out and some people who are listening to this don't know this, but for years and years, you were the manager of a Christian radio station mm -hmm. and listened to many, many different scholars oh, who um, would say, we know when Jesus is coming back. We know when the end of the world is. We say, know we, we won't this, go past this guy this might time. be the Antichrist and he's going to come out of the European Union or something. And, and you hear all these different people say they, they know it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... That time goes past, and it mm -hmm. isn't the same anymore. Yeah. And so on and so forth. So everybody that says that, oh, I've got it all figured out, and I know exactly when the end is, is really fooling themselves. And we'll yeah. show you scripture. We'll show you what the Bible says and what mm -hmm. Jesus himself said mm -hmm. about the end of the age and the end of the world. And you'll be surprised at what he said, because it doesn't match up with what a lot of people say. Yeah. And so it's really interesting how we get all bent out of shape. We ask the question on Facebook and mm -hmm. on Twitter, um, are you scared by the predictions of the end of the world? Do you think it's near? Why or why not? And we got tons of comments. We have more than we can address More than we today. can read today. There's, but, there's but, almost 40 of but them. But it's really interesting how different people responded to it. And we'll read those in a moment. We'll read some of them in a moment. Um, but it's really, what's fascinating to me is... Some people get all bent out of shape and they want to know when the end is. When is the end going to be here? And, you know, is it going to be 2012 like the Mayans prophesied? And, you know, is all. And really, I, I can tell everybody right now, I can tell you right now when the end of the world is. I, Rick Moyer, can tell you when it is. Okay. All right. I just need you to get a pen cause, or a pencil. Or you can, I guess you can use a calculator on your computer or whatever. Okay. Take. The number 102. Okay. Mm -hmm. And now subtract your age from that number. What do you get? Well, I don't have a pencil here. So anyway, I, I don't want to give my age, but I'm going to say it's, it's about 60s years around there. Okay. I can guarantee you that the end of your world will be 
within the, that span of time. So in the next <laughs> 60 years, sometime... Except for now, I did have an aunt that lived to be 106. So. Okay, so in the next 66 <laughs> years or so, or yeah, 63 around. years. Okay, so the, so my, my point is, we all only get about 100 years on the earth, if that. If that, yeah. And why are we getting all bent out of shape? Of course, we, our kids, we want our kids to have a great life. and But, you know, people have been saying for years... And you, ever since I can remember, they've been saying, well, next year, it's all going to wrap up this whole thing. And here's are the signs. Yeah. And here's all this different stuff. You remember when we were, um, it was before it was, we had kids and there was a book that came out. 1988 was the year. Uh-huh. And it was, it was 88 reasons. Why Jesus was coming back in 88. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, they even said the date. And they showed all this yeah, math and computations out of Daniel, all these September, 9th all these or math math equations and everything used from the Bible, and and they knew, you know, that the Hebrews did this and this, and they wrote all these computations out and predicted it would be nineteen eighty eight. Well, September whatever fourteenth or something. I thought it was September 9th. Oh, well, anyway, the day it was came. Rosh Hashanah. The day came. It's a Jewish holiday. And the day went. Yeah. And you know what? I can't believe people bought that little booklet by the thousands. And you know what happened? The guy said, whoops, I made a mistake. It's actually 89. And he put out another booklet. And guess what? People bought it. And after that, when Jesus didn't come back on September 9th of 1989, he didn't make any more books because nobody (laughs) would buy them from him. Isn't that interesting? But there's but, a lot of people that have made a lot of money off of books. Hey, there's know, whole and, religions around predicting oh, when Jesus tons will be of, back. Tons of cults have yeah. like gone up on top of hills and you waited know, for the end waited to come. Waited for the end to come and killed themselves. Lots of different things yeah. have happened, all in in that type of vein. And I'm here to reassure you that no one really knows, except for God, mm-hmm. knows when everything will wrap up. But but specifically, each one of us, someday, our life will end. It's not something we talk about all the time, because I think the older we get, the more we talk about it. The younger we are, we don't even want to think about it. But it is yeah. truth, and, and there really should be, there is something, actually, we can do to bring a lot of peace of mind. And you'll notice that through our comments. Mm-hmm. Some people poke fun at it. Other people will say, well, you know what, I'm really not worried about it. And other people will say, well, I'm just freaked out by it. And and really, there is something that we can we can at least show you what the Bible says about the end of time Mm -hmm. because things are going to wrap up someday Uh, for you and I who knows exactly the date and and we'll read a little bit about about that but let's go ahead and see what people said on Twitter and Facebook about the the question was are you scared by predictions of the end of the world do you think it's near why or why not okay we've got lots of them so i might not be able to read every one some I'll help you. some are kind of long i'll but, help you all right angie says um no she's not scared christ will return f- for his bride when she is ready and i totally plan on being there for that party i'm not scared he knows he already knows my heart okay so she's obviously coming from this from a standpoint of whatever happens i'm right with god it'll be okay mhm okay and Emily says, nope, not scared. I think because I've always known it was coming and I know where I'm going. Okay, fair enough. Here's another one. Um, Hillary says, no, I know where my hope lies. <coughs> and I figure all of our time is going to the end up in one way or another, <clears throat> like you were saying. Mm-hmm. 
I could walk outside my door and get hit by an ice cream truck and meet my lord today. Why worry about something I have absolutely no control over? Well, I answered her and I said, getting hit by an ice cream truck would be the way to go. In fact, if you were eating the ice cream bar that you just purchased, it would be great. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just had to put that in there. Uh-huh. And Tiffany says, why worry about something that might happen? Might not or that, no, oh, she sorry, just says that might, might happen. happen. Sorry, sorry, right. Lots of people say that they aren't worried because of heaven, but I have what I like to call a love-hate relationship with religion. And if the whole world ends, that doesn't change how I feel about it. No point in worrying about something that about the inevitable. Okay. And then uh, Christian says, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm living life in the now and not really worried about it if it happens until that day comes. And Dan says, I have enough. I hope that word won't offend people. But oh, gosh. Are you kidding? Okay. I hope enough crap. I have enough, <laughs> hope enough crap. You hope enough crap? I have enough. I have never hoped any crap okay, before. I have enough crap to worry about, so I don't want to waste my time worrying about the end of the world that man has already wrecked. Hmm. And Jenny says, I'm just taking it. Day by day, I'll worry about it when it's time to. I like this one. Um, Anthony says, not really. I've watched Wally, and I can't wait for <laughs> one of those fancy hover chairs that does everything for me. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay. okay, I'm sorry. I know it's a serious subject, but that's funny. Okay. Daniel says, no, it's all. Um, it all happened whenever it's supposed to. I doubt it will be soon. We're not that far gone, and I don't think that God is done with this world yet. Uh, but who knows? <laughs> Our friend Timothy also says, Why worry about it? If it happens, there's nothing we can do. So why worry about something out of our control? I doubt it's near. But regardless, if and when it happens, it happens. Joseph says, Don't um, let it bother me at all and here's why don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell god what you need thank him for all he's done and then you will experience god's peace which exceeds anything we can understand his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in christ jesus that's from one of my favorite scripture passages philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 our friend jeff says not really if it does happen, I think I'll be humming that R.E.M. song, It's the End of the World, to myself. Okay. I wrote Jeff, hee 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 hee. Yes. That's why I played the song, because uh, he's, he's, he said just that. Just for Jeff. Well, no, for Jeff and Gareth and other friends that know the song. Okay. Hi, Gareth. And um, Erica says, I don't think I'm scared. However, I do think about it a lot. And Revelation, and by the way, for those of you who don't know what Revelation is, that's the last book in the Bible, mm -hmm. in the New Testament. In Revelation, it talks about different signs that will happen during the end times, and it seems like we're living in them now. I just try to make every second worth, worth it while I can. That's a good point. I really I like her attitude about the whole thing. I think we're seeing a thread here kind of woven through the different things that, you know, it's just a it's a matter of, you know, live the live your life the most you can right now. Because mm -hmm. none of us know what tomorrow holds. We really don't. So, you know, the end of the world could happen for us tomorrow or tonight. Yeah. It really, you know, we don't know. But I think that's very, very interesting. Then we had a, a gentleman comment, but he, he instead of 
um, commenting kind of on the question. He just kind of went on this big long thing, and I'm not reading it. So okay. here we go. And uh, we have a we have a. I'm gonna skip a few because some of them are really long and complicated. So I'm gonna go down to Debbie's. Okay. And Debbie says. For those of us who read the Bible, hopefully understand what is happening. It's all around us. However, if you live in fear, you're not living. If you know the Lord, um, you have nothing to worry or fear. That's cool. And I'm skipping down again because there's a lot. So there's some really long posts which would take forever to read. But yeah, you can go to Rick's. <clears throat> you can all, yeah, you definitely can go read them. To. I don't censor them or anything like that. If you want to go read what people have to say, you sure can. There's quite the study of eschatology in them. Well, um, I guess. <laughs> so somebody's opinion. Yeah. Yeah, um, Kenneth says yes and no. I know that we are getting close to the end, but I don't think all the signs are in place yet. I think Jamie said something cool here. She says, The end of the world's been predicted since the beginning of the world, so I'm not too worried about that happening. God says that we will not know when the end will come, so I'm sure that all the current predictions are wrong. She makes a good point. Also, uh, if it was all going to end in my lifetime, I cannot control that, so I don't need to worry about it. Mm -hmm. And Kenneth says, Good point, Jamie. And Stefan, this is one of my favorite ones. Our friend Stefan says, Does that mean that there will be no more Reese's peanut butter cups? If so, then my stress levels just soared. He's our friend from Australia, and we sent him Reese's peanut butter cups because I guess they don't have them there. It was really funny because we sent him some for Christmas, and he wanted us to send him some CDs. And he said, By the way, could you use Reese's peanut butter cups as packing material? <coughs> Did he say that? <laughs> yes. That's funny because that's what I used. <laughs> yes, I knew that. That's why we bought him some. Yeah. So. Ron, our friend, Ronzo, the clown, says, I'm not scared. Been hearing about the end of, of uh, the end my whole life. Won't be able to stop it when it happens. Near haven't heard about uh, any hyperspace bypass construction plans for our planet. However, if it does happen, I always carry my towel with me. Meant to throw the towel in? No, it's from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, see, I don't think I ever watched that or read the book. Oh. Our um, dear son Nathan wrote. Dear son? Dear I didn't son. know he was the son of a deer. A deer is in a term of endearment. Oh. Um, he wrote down Mark um, chapter 13, verses 31 through 33 from today's New International Version copyright 2005 he that's wrote all that that's the bible verse 31 says heaven and earth will pass away but my words will never pass away the day and the hour unknown but about that day or hour no one knows not even the angels in heaven nor the son but only the father be on guard be alert you do not know when the time will come now that's an interesting scripture that he brings up because it literally says that no one knows the day or the hour that everything's going to be wrapped up. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows that. Only the Father. Mm -hmm. And I thought I thought that was really interesting because basically then he goes on to say, Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. And And I think that's the whole point. The point is to be ready for it if it does happen, mm -hmm. not to predict when it is. Okay, we have a few more comments. Okay, Daryl says, um, We humans are too small in the span of time to be able to predict such things. 
I think the end of the world will be in 2 billion years. 200 billion. 200 billion years. Russ okay. says, well, I'm looking forward to it big time. And Rick Dosti says. Rico. Yeah. Oh, I I usually don't do the last name. Sorry ah, about he's that. Fam- he's famous. We okay. But, but this will make sense because he's from Trex and Sci-Fi. He says, scared? Never. I've seen enough sci-fi end of the world movies. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm not, That's right. Take some notes. I'm not sure if those are the, the best um, preparation Survival materials. guides of the apocalypse. <laughs> they are just the stupidest movies ever, but yeah, we love you, Rico. <laughs> so thank you, everybody, for your comments. Let me see if I have any on Twitter. I know I, I did at one point, but uh, for some reason my computer is not responding. Oh, that's why. Okay, let me try it again. So there there were a lot more comments, but in order for Rick to get his blurb into, I kind of um, just did it. My blurb? You know, read what you're going to read and stuff. Oh. Um, so we had almost 40 posts, so I just kind of Well, that, and to be few. honest with you, when I ask a question, I'm not looking for somebody to put this big, huge, long diatribe of their opinion i mean i do want to hear people's opinion but i also i mean there's so much interpretation well, that, in this kind of stuff that was just kind of a question how do you feel about it right not, not yeah. like not can you give share, us a bible study on it can you do a book but that's okay i mean <laughs> but yeah you but can if go you read it read if you want to go read it you can fine. Yeah. it's got a lot of good information in there and mm-hmm. i don't di- completely disagree with what was said i just it's kind of like not what i was looking for so but you that's know. okay. We yeah. don't always, you know, like when you write a paper for school, you can write a good paper, but it might not exactly be what the teacher was expecting. Yeah. Gareth, so. our friend Gareth said, nope, the world is not ending yet. It's been here for a couple of billion and it will be here for a couple billion more. We've all lived through an, a disaster that should have been the end of the world. It's called the Millennium Bug. The Millennium Bug. Remember that? Oh, I remember that. And I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this, but I did have a a couple of bins in our garage that had some survival gear because there was like this forecast that all the grocery store computers and all of the computer systems around the world were going to fail so you wouldn't be able to get groceries or whatever. So I had just a few things of canned goods, not like a whole room full, like right. a couple bins of, of survival stuff. And I, I only bought stuff that I could take camping the next right. summer so I wouldn't be wasteful. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, there's never, there's never anything <laughs> wrong about preparing for disaster because... Like we went through a hurricane here and, and, you know, we've gone through some really rough stuff, but I mean, you think about those poor folks that got that big, huge tidal wave and thousands and thousands of people. It probably felt like the apocalypse to them. Well, it was to them. It was horrible. Just all their homes were washed away and a lot of, you know, people died and it was just horrific. But if you, if you look at the Bible, we're going to read that now, but if you look at it, you're going to find that um, the whole premise and the whole idea of, of a, an age of man coming to an end is, is really, it's rooted in the Bible. And mm-hmm. I know people could say, well, all sorts of religions say this and they say that. And how do we know which one is true? You know, we're not here to debate that. You know, if you don't like what we're saying, you don't have to listen. You know, we're not trying to say that this religion is worse than that or or these people are nuts and these people aren't. We're just telling you what we believe. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because I, th- I think a lot of times the reason religious debates get so harsh is because 
people are trying to prove themselves right and somebody else wrong. And, you know, I mean, I believe what I believe is right or I wouldn't believe it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But I I think, uh, you know, how do I put it? When you try to convince somebody of something, it really needs to be their decision. Otherwise, it's not really truly what they believe. Well, and I think we can't be so arrogant to think that we can't be wrong in some aspects of things. There's our dog. You can hear her now. Yeah, she was greeting a friend of ours who's waiting over my coffee cup. Ooh, she's got a good bark, doesn't she? Yeah. So, (laughs) our coffee cup will be returned. So, that's why... Oh, somebody's returning a coffee cup? Yeah, it's actually I borrowed yours. Oh, that's nice. My nice red cool one? Yeah. Mm. And I didn't mean to leave it in the box that I had clothes for charity. And so anyway. Um, charity got a lot of clothes. Huh? Yeah. She probably liked that. Yeah. Thank you, Catherine. <laughs> okay. Now, why don't we go ahead and read the actual things that Jesus said um, when it came concerned the end of the world? Because I think this would be fascinating. And the nice part is you can listen in the convenience of your home or on your iPod or whatever you're listening on to right now and actually hear somebody, you know, actually hear the words of Christ when it came to what he thought about the end of the world. We're going to be in the passage of Scripture in the New Testament in the book called Luke. And it's chapter 21. I'll read from the New International Version. And uh, here's what it says in chapter 21. Says in verse 5, it says, Some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, When will these things happen, and what will be the sign that they are about to take place? He replied, Watch out that you are not deceived. For many will come in my name, claiming, I am he, and the time is near. Do not follow them. Interesting. Hmm. I just think that's really interesting. Yeah, he says, don't follow the people that are out there saying, the time is near and trying to scare everybody. When you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. So that's another really interesting thing. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will seize you and persecute you. They'll hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison, and you'll be brought before kings and governors all on account of my name. And so you will bear testimony to me. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers and sisters, relatives and friends, and they'll put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but not a hair of your head will perish. Stand firm and you will win life. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those in the city get out, and let those in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment and fulfillment of all that has been written. 
how dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people. They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners into all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Now here's another whole thing that he says. He says, There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring of the tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Now, that's a lot of different stuff to say there. This is this is from an eyewitness account of what Jesus said about the end of the age or the end of the world. And I think it's just fascinating what he says here and how contradictory a lot of people have become when they try to explain this because it says right at the very beginning, he says to them, you know, watch out that you're not deceived. So there is a there there are a lot of people out there saying this is how the end is going to be and a lot of people are deceived as a result of it. He wouldn't say that a lot of people would be deceived if there wasn't going to be a lot of people deceived. So that's interesting. And then he says don't follow any of them that say I'm Jesus, I'm the way mm-hmm. or 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 they say the 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 end is near. The Bible says not to follow those type of people. Mm-hmm. Yet we have thousands and thousands of people that follow people like that mm-hmm. isn't that interesting uh, well and and the yeah. reason being again i think it's a psychological thing and, and of course a spiritual thing that um you think about it for a moment if you if you really wanted to mess things up you would make sure that people didn't know the truth and we you know there's a, we are in a battle there is a, a spiritual warfare going on the devil hates our guts and he doesn't want us to be in heaven at all and so as a result of that, he will try to deceive and get people to get off track and lead people astray and all sorts of different things can happen as a result of that. And we would be silly not to think that that isn't happening because mm-hmm. it is. And then I just think it's really interesting. We we hear about nations rising against nation. Well, we've, you know, for years and years, thousands of years, nations have risen against nations. But it's pretty obvious now that things have kind of sped up and i know some people say well there's technology and everything we just know about all the earthquakes and we know about all the horrible things that are happening because we have this this global you know network now where we can we get all the information right now the world is smaller but uh, may i put this out here i believe that god knew that we would have that Mm -hmm. and i do think that things have sped up and i think there's quite a bit more going on now than was thousands of years ago but do we know if today is the day? No, we don't. And mm-hmm. and it, as we read, as our son put on the Facebook thing, nobody knows the time or the day that this is all getting wrapped up at. Nobody knows. But the mm-hmm. point is, and Jesus made the point again in what he said, just be ready now. Mm-hmm. Don't put it off. Well, be ready now. Every day is one day closer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to either the end of your life or the end, or of, the this end of the age world. Or yeah. Whatever. But... You know, it's just value the time that we have with our family and doing the things that we're supposed to do. I did think it was really interesting that Jesus did uh, predict. Actually, if you actually study this out, some of the stuff has already happened. Yeah, the fall of Jerusalem happened about 80 years, I think, after Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact around, times. I mean, around, that, I think I mean, around 80 AD. So that would be like 
40, 50 years after he died or something. But around 80 AD, I think, was the fall of Jerusalem when Rome was already occupying um, the area. But, I mean, that's why he went to um, Pilate. Pilate right. was a representative of Rome. But anyway, mm-hmm. but they um, ransacked Jerusalem, I think, around 80 AD. And it was a horrific time for Jews and Christians because up until that point, they had kind of had the ability to um, worship in their own way. and Kind of under the radar. Yeah, Rome had been fairly um, tolerant of allowing people to have their own Mm -hmm. religions and stuff, but they came and ransacked um, Jerusalem and tore down the temple. And so that that already has happened. And Jesus warned people (coughs) there that that was going to happen. Um. But I, I, and it's interesting because whenever you take the Bible and you look at it, some people will take it literally, to, like to the letter. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not saying. I mean, I believe the Bible is true personally, mm-hmm. myself. I believe the Bible is true, and there's truth in the Bible. I believe that. But I also believe there's a lot of of symbolism, and there's a lot of things that you can that are spiritual principles as well that mm-hmm. you can't. I mean, like the Bible doesn't, you know. I mean, if you're praying about if you need to buy a TV or not, the Bible doesn't say thou shalt buy a TV or something like that. But it does say to be wise with our money. And it does, you know, so there's there's things that you can read while you're reading, if that well, makes sense. And some things are done in like a parable form where they tell right. a story to get a part uh, across a moral lesson or right. a, an idea. And in this case, when Jesus was talking about the future of what would happen, I think not only was he talking about soon in their time but i also think that he he slipped into talking about what would happen at the very end well he, he talked about tsunamis and you know like the the seas were going to go yeah. go wild mm-hmm. and it's he talked about earthquakes mm-hmm. and um you know pestilences so, and mm-hmm. talk and then signs in the heavens mm-hmm. so and we you know we have yet to see a whole bunch of stuff like that happening, but we, you know, there's all sorts of things that can happen. Well, and and it used to be that before we had telescopes and stuff, they probably would have considered something like Halley's Comet a sign, well, or, or different no, I, things I, I like think that. This is talking you know about I mean? more than that. I think this is talking about meteors hitting the Earth and maybe the Moon going out of orbit of the of the Earth and that causing tidal problems. <laughs> and, well, you know, I, I think yeah. that's what it's talking about. And because yeah. as you get into Revelation, there's there's all these different things. It talks about the third of the stars falling from heaven and. And it talks about all these different, you know, mm-hmm. huge, gigantic things that are going to happen in the catastrophic, end. Yeah. heavenly and, anomalies. And and so so, I think I think that the guy on the TV had a point that that it's not a matter of if it's going to happen; it's a matter of when, biblically. Mm-hmm. So if you read the Bible, it does talk about things wrapping up here. But our point on this podcast today is to not worry so much about mm-hmm. that as much as we could concern ourselves about what we believe in our hearts because it's not about what religion you belong to it's not about what church you go to or denomination that you attend it's not about um the amount of bible you read or don't read it it all comes right down to are you right in your heart with god the creator because if you are not the end of the world's going to suck yeah. Let's just put it that way. Whether it's whether it's in one month or two billion years or twenty right, billion years. Right. And and that's my point. You know, I had a guy email me, uh my friend Al emailed me and said he really likes our podcast because 
he considers himself spiritual, but he doesn't really he doesn't participate a whole lot in organized religion because of the corruption and the different things that are mm-hmm. involved in it. And he's found a niche by listening to us. And I know I don't you know I don't say that you shouldn't go to church. I think church is fine and everything. But I also think that it's more important for a person to have their heart right with God than to join a club or join a church. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying that joining a club or joining a church is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. That is more important to us as individuals. See, and this this kind of this would be controversial to some people, but it'll be life giving to others. There are people listening right now. I know you are that mm-hmm. are listening right now that you don't ever consider yourself going to church ever. You're not going to go into a into a, a four walled church or a three walled church. I don't know. You know, you're not going to go into an organized place of religion. You're just mm-hmm. not going to do it. However, did you know that there's nothing in the Bible that says going to church gets you right with God? Well, and- and you can so, be close to God in your own home or on a walk or, you know, or wherever, right now, right, for, now. right now, for that matter, you can get your heart right with God right now. You can be ready for the end of the world right now. You don't have anything yeah. to worry about at all. Or you could go to church and just sleep through the service. <laughs> Not, well, and I know people that do. I know and, people that go to church and act like they're really awesome, but they don't know anything about God. Yeah. And, and not that... There's scriptures, actually, yeah. Amy, in the Bible that say that the saddest scriptures in the whole Bible are the people that stand before Jesus. Jesus said this right out of his own mouth. He mm-hmm. said, he said, there'll be some of you that will stand before me and uh, and you'll prophesy in my name you'll cast out demons you'll heal the sick you'll do all these different things in my name and i'll look at you and say i never knew you depart from me mm-hmm. and see so it's not about it's not about the the club that we join the church that we join or the place that we go it's more about our heart and do we know jesus christ do we know him personally mm-hmm. that's really the biggest safety net when it comes to the end of the world it's actually the only safety net yeah. When it comes to the end of the world, because I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff and a lot of people will be scared. But but I, I guarantee you that if you receive Christ into your heart, you're going to have a much better time at things. It may not be fun and it, it's not going to be all roses and marshmallows, but you certainly mm-hmm. will have insurance and assurance mm-hmm. that if anything happens to you and anybody else that makes things right with God, they're going to be okay. Yeah. So regardless of if, if a tsunami hits the Pacific Northwest and we disappear into oblivion, um, if we have our hearts right with God, that's the most important thing. So I can't emphasize more to our listeners and to you that is listening right now. I can't emphasize more how important this is. Don't be so concerned about when the end of the world is coming. If it's 2012, so be it. If it's not, so be it. Be more concerned about having your heart right with God now and, you know, the cool part about that is not just for fire insurance, you know, not just because cause you want to you be saved through this whole thing, but so you can be close to the God that created you. It's a really cool thing. You know, I mean, that's one of the reasons we do the podcast, because we love God. We love being close to the, to the, to the, the God that created us. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's my take on the end of the world. I mean, there's tons more scriptures. We can talk about how, how Jesus talked about... Um, um, people being out in the field together and and uh, all of a sudden one of them is gone and the other one is still there getting left behind because they didn't have their heart right with God. There's there's all sorts of and different I, things. And I've even heard that passage done the other way two ways that the ones that were taken were the ones that God wanted mm-hmm. and then or and then I've heard the ones that 
he left were the ones he wanted. Right. And so, I don't know. It, you can um, you can go a lot of different directions. I encourage people to get their Bibles and dust them off and read the book of Revelation. You can go online now of, and you can read the Bible yeah, very easily. Yeah, that's true. you got to remind me that. I'm more of a book person. But mm-hmm. on my Kindle, I have a, the Bible. And on mm-hmm. my um, whatever this I thingy is, I what's this called? That's an iPod. I'm iPod. I have the Bible. I'm an actually iPod Touch. Reading. The you have Bible an right eye thingy. I'm actually reading the Bible on my eye <coughs> thingy right now. I mm-hmm. I actually take this to church with me. Yeah, and me too. I read the Bible on my eye thingy. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you can um read read some of those different. They're kind of mm-hmm. interesting, you know. But I would say don't don't get too caught up in when feeling like happen. you have to understand every different different prophecy just make sure that you're right with god (laughs) well now this that brings up a really interesting thing that you know we don't push real heavy on the podcast a lot about um we don't pressure people into making a decision or anything like that for christ but but we do tell you how how the bible says um that you can receive christ in your heart there's a really cool passage in romans that says if you confess with your mouth that jesus is your boss and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you'll be saved. You'll be, and and basically that scripture means if you trust in, cling to, and rely on Jesus as God, then you're going to be okay when if anything happens to you uh, physically. So, and we also know in, through different scriptures that the Bible says to to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So one way or another, when we pass away, we will stand before God. The 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 big key, though, is not about how many good works we do. It's about if we have our heart right with God. And the only way to have our heart right with God is to say, Jesus, I need you to be my boss, and I believe that you died on the cross and rose again. Mm-hmm. That's it. There isn't anything else. You don't get, it's called grace. You don't, you don't deserve it, but you get it because of what Jesus yeah. did on the cross for us. And so that's really how you get your heart right with God. That's the very beginning of things. I know there's one scripture that says, even those who call upon his name will be saved. It says everyone that calls everyone upon Everyone that yeah. calls upon his name. So, you know, it's not like that you have to say all the perfect words, mm-hmm. but it's it's more of a heart thing. You know, yeah. if you're just in your heart, you're like, Jesus, I need you. I make a mess of my life on my own. Can you... Forgive me and help me get straightened out. Yeah, you know, and and I guarantee folks that actually seek out God will find Him. Mm-hmm. They will, and I mean it's just a promise. It's a promise in the Bible. It's it's the truth. I know I have. Mm-hmm. I know you have, uh, but it's a personal thing. I can't do it for you. Just because you listen to this podcast doesn't mean you have a free ticket into heaven. Just you know, because you go to church doesn't make you a Christian more than going, going to, to McDonald's, McDonald's makes you a McNugget. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and and I mean, as sad as that is, it's really true. It's not yeah, about know, going through the motions. There, there are people that do go to church, and it does help them with their spiritual walk. Absolutely, and helps them. Grow, oh yeah, church. Know. Actually, church should be an enhancement in your relationship with God, and that's that's how you should pick a church that you want to go mm-hmm. to. If you go to church, you want to find a place that helps you learn more, helps you get out and reach people more. Helps you want to find some place where they actually 
have an active spiritual life. You don't want to go to the frozen chosen churches where you fall asleep and you don't understand what the pastor's saying and and they're legalistic and they picket signs and you know you don't want that kind of thing. You want to go to a place that will take the relationship you have with God and enhance it. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing. If you help, if, if help that's you your choice. In that but really the most God's important love. thing of all is is your heart right with God? And mm-hmm. only you can answer that. And only you can really pray to God for yourself. I mean, I do prayer requests and pray for people, but personally, there's nothing I, I can't, I'm not going to stand before God for anybody else. We each individually will stand before God one day and give account for our life. And, you know, how we have lived will be, you know, really, it's going to be out there. And the only thing that's going to get us through is if we've taken what Jesus did on the cross and we received that and said, you know what? I, I, I accept everything you've done for me, Lord, and I need you to be my boss. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. And yeah. that's how you ask Jesus in your heart. So with all that, I have this song that was written back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And it's by a guy named Larry Norman, who was like the grandfather of Christian rock music. And yeah. he does this song and it's called, um, I wish we'd all been ready. And it's a really interesting song. And, you know, listen to it with an open heart. And whatever you think, you know, let it fall, the chips fall where they may. But do a little soul searching. And our biggest prayer for every single listener, and again, you know, we, you know, this podcast is spiritual, not religious. So our our biggest emphasis and wish for every person that listens to the podcast is that they would make their hearts right with God. And, and do that by accepting Christ into their lives. That's our biggest wish and prayer for every single person because we don't want anybody to perish. We'd love it if every single person had a relationship with God and they would be in heaven if anything happened to them and when something happens to them. The end of the world or the end of their life. So I, I hope you enjoy this song. We'll be back at the end to pray and uh, we'll see you then. Life was filled with guns and war And everyone got trampled on the floor I wish we'd all been ready Children died, the days grew cold A piece of bread could buy a bag of gold I wish we'd all been ready There's no time to change your mind The sun has come Sleep in bed She hears a noise And turns her head He's gone I wish we'd all been ready Two men walking up a hill One disappears And one's left standing still I wish we'd all been ready There's no time to change your mind Filled 
been left behind you can buy that on itunes a very uh poignant message i would say it, it came out of the 1970s jesus, jesus movement movement yeah and i remember that song when i was like in junior high jesus people yeah good song yeah kind of kind of nostalgic but at the same time um i think the heart of what he was trying to say there is the same thing that we have is that we we hope that everybody is ready for the end of the world. It's going to be quite a ride, and uh, you know, it's good to make peace with God. It's good to make things right with the Lord, and it's just very important. So why don't we pray, and then we'll introduce next week's subject. Alrighty, Father, we thank you that you've provided a way for us to be right with you, and that's what our desire is. Uh, Lord, with all the crazy things going on in the world today, and all the crazy things that are to come. We just want to have peace in our hearts and know that we're right with you. Help us to do that. That's our prayer today, that you would just touch every single person's heart that's listening and help them know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Cool. All right, next week, a subject that every single person can relate to. It's called Expectations Are Everything. I think it should be Expectations Get You in Trouble. Well, they can do that too. (laughs) But it can be good to expect good things. Mm-hmm. But uh, interesting, I think that uh, I've had this situation in my life that where I've expected certain things, they didn't happen, and I was disappointed. Or I've expected certain things, and they did happen, and I was o- overjoyed. So mm-hmm. let's talk about expectations next week. Um, it'll be a, a cool podcast. I think everybody will enjoy it. Sounds good. Ah, thanks. Thanks for talking. <laughs>
<laughs> You're welcome. She's just dear. like, what are you doing over there? I'm like, are you wanting me to talk? Well, now? yeah, I would okay. appreciate that. <laughs> but anyway, okay. I hope everybody enjoyed this program. We're. I hope that nobody's freaked out. This is. I mean, we did. We we talked pretty heavy on this one, and I, I hope everybody understands that we we love you and care for you, and just trying to talk about spiritual stuff in in a way that you can understand and and uh, that you'd enjoy and and get something out of. So. We'd love your feedback. Yeah. You can write to us. Um, at Rick or Amy, either one, at TakeHimWithYou.com. Mm-hmm. You or... can find us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We're at uh, Facebook.com slash Rick.Moyer or Amy.Moyer. Um, we could use some donations if you want to help. If you like this program and you want to keep it coming to you, you know, we need your help. We've grown enough that... It looks like we're going to have to increase our bandwidth pretty again. soon. Again, yeah. we had a big month in January, um, as far as listeners are concerned, but a really low month in January as far as giving is concerned. So, yeah. we're kind of needing help. Yeah, that could be. I'll very just say helpful. that. How's that? Yeah. Okay, and you can visit our website, our new and improved website at takehimwithyou.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. And if you want more Star Trek parodies for fun, you can go to Star Trek Parodies dot com. Or if you need some work done for graphics or photography or... Or websites, websites or different or things like that, you can audio, get a hold of me. Rick, I take him with Audio voiceovers. Yeah, I do all that. Commercials. Yeah. Videos. I would gladly do that. Um, and that's at MoyerMultimedia.com. What is? The Moyer Multimedia. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm just so smart. Yeah. <laughs> Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2011. All rights reserved. And so there you go. That's your uh, show on the end of the world. So now it's time to do the end of the show. <laughs> Hopefully that'll be easier to handle than the end of the world. Well, but, you know, the end of the world's good if you know where you're going. Well, yeah, maybe maybe like a lot of people, they've already turned us off. They could have. Yeah. Yeah. And they won't know that I'm giving a million dollars away to the first person that emails. <laughs> okay. I'm just joking. I just want to know where you're going to get the million dollars so I can get some, too. That, that was funny, though. That was yeah. very, very funny. I, I like the end of movies when you think the movie's over. But if you stay there a little bit longer, you get to see these fun bloopers and yeah, stuff. exactly. I like doing I, that. I like that as well. In Except fact, for our whole show, it seems like endless bloopers. <laughs> Well, in fact, right now, if somebody is listening all the way to the end, you actually stayed all this way, I'll give a free MW Orbit CD to you if you write to me and say, I listened all the way through. You have to be the first person to get it to me, though, at rick at takehimwithyou.com. Say, I listened to the whole podcast all the way through, and yeah. I'll give you an MW Orbit CD in the mail. The first person that does that. Like, if a thousand people do that, the we'll first person run out that, of CDs. Well, no, only <laughs> the, first the first person, person that emails, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, now we're probably bored to death. Good night. Okay, good night. Or good afternoon. Or whatever. Or good morning. Yeah. I think we covered it all. Come here, Jade. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Say goodbye to everybody. She doesn't purr. I wish dogs purred. That'd be cool. Can you say bark? (laughs) Bark. Oh, you weren't asking me. You were asking her. Say, yeah. You're such a nice dog. You're boring everyone now. I've got a quick question for you. Have you ever felt like you're out on the edge? Let's maybe call it the fringe. I happen to know someone who's fluent in gobbledygook. Well, I might be that guy. I'm Wayne Henderson. And I'm Dan, Metal Dan on Twitter. 
And together, we are the Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan podcast, devoted to the TV show Fringe. Check out Fringe Casting at MediaVoiceOvers.com slash Fringe, also in iTunes, the Zoom Marketplace, etc. Then call us with your Fringe thoughts and theories on our listener line at area code 206-984-1446. Thank you for your attention and have a nice day. Eleven teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win $1 million on The Amazing Race. I'm Joyce. And I'm Al. On our new show, the Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week and ultimately win the $1 million prize. We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. So, when Rick and Amy have helped guide you along your spiritual path on their amazing show, Take Him With You, check out the Fast Forward Podcast in iTunes. And we'll see you at the Fast Forward. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. Hi Russell, are you like mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity, peculiarity, irregularity, inconsistency, incongruity, a rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Buffy, Firefly, gaming, books, costuming, and general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. 
the weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the hosts of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. Hey, here's a little uh, bonus song for you. This is by Larry Norman. It's called The Six O'Clock News as performed by... Grandma Train.
See?